Josh, let's go. Tyler McComas live at Westwood Park Golf Course. Travis is in Tulsa at Ash Cigar Bar. 50 days away until kickoff. Or, like Travis told me on the phone earlier, half a hundred days away until kickoff. I like that one a whole lot better, Travis. So let's not stick with 50 days until kickoff. It's half a hundred days until kickoff, dude. Let's go. Absolutely, man. It's 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 funny because the summer is usually this this slow death march to you know to August at least to, to football season really, and uh, y- you can almost see it on the horizon, you know. So I, I couldn't be more excited. Big shout out to uh, the Diamond Sports for extending some of the uh, you know things to root for, things to talk about, everything like that. Now it's recruiting. We got a, you know a few announcements between now and the season will be will be right there. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, over under 99 degrees at kickoff, 230 in half a hundred days against UTEP. I mean, I don't know if I've just been so beaten down by the heat here in Tulsa, but <laughs> it feels like it feels like it's got to be over, right? I don't know if it'll ever be yeah, cold again it, at this rate. I mean, I think it's uh, tr- supposed to be triple-digit degrees for the next 10 days at least. Um, and then, yeah, I mean – We've all been to those early games that are just blistering hot because one of the things that 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 I like so much is the specific. So I my, my seats are in the north end, end zone, and so I don't deal with it. I, I I feel like I don't know maybe the bucket hat really really takes me home. But as people turn their face uh, back and forth watching the game, depending on where your seats are, you get that sweet sunglass tan line down one side of your one side of your temple. And the other side, there's nothing. I mean, you, you can tell who's been at the uh, early games. Yeah, Kendall says over 100 degrees. I think we're all going to take the over at this point. Good thing we'll be used to it, or at least somewhat used to it, when uh, early September yeah, rolls around. Yeah, do you around. get used to it? But, uh, probably not, honestly. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I am curious, though, about your seats in the north end zone. I grew up, let's see, we were section 25, so that's in, like, the northeast corner, rows 69 and 70. Now, marriage has been good to me for several reasons, Travis, but I may have uh, yeah. fit my way into a season ticket situation. They're not the best seats in the house, but they're pretty good. They're on the uh, they're on the west side, lower, right around the goal line. They're pretty good. Like, what? I, I, what nice. I want, man, more than anything, I want these south end zone loge boxes for season tickets. That's kind of like my uh, bucket list thing to do before I go. How, how's the north end zone situation, though? I don't think I've ever sat over there. Man, I, I love it. Uh, I really do. Um, with, you know, the way my seats are situated is I'm only like a couple rows off the like the main concourse you walk around. So I don't have to... I don't have to walk down like you do in the movie theaters or anything like that and, and, and ask a bunch of people to kind of get out of the way. I can kind of just jump up to my seat. So, my, you know, when it comes to seating, it's all about whether it's on airplanes, whether it's on in stadiums. Well, give me the aisle. Uh, make it easy to get to. I feel like that's so much more important than where you are in relation, whether whether you're high, low, anything like that. Um, because, you know, if you're, if you're waiting to see that play and you're like, man, I'm going to have to run to the – run of the restroom you don't want to clog up the uh you don't want to clog up the concourse so um yeah i, I, I like it over there I, to be fair i do sit occasionally over with a couple buddies in uh in section six over there about about midfield about 45 yard line about 10 rows up 
So nice. I've been blessed uh, with some friends that take care of it. But I'm not a I'm not a big low sweet guy, sweet guy in general. I'm a man of the people, man. I need to be down feeling it. I need I to be hearing too. the hits. I I need to be all that. I'm just I don't know. And I think this can go back to our Texas <laughs> discussions about the Cotton Bowl. I like to. I'm a man of the people, man. I need to be. I need to be amongst yeah. the fans. I, okay, I am too. Now, here's how I try to maneuver it, Travis. Uh, if I get a sweet mm-hmm. invite from someone, which it normally happens once a year, no big deal. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm always me. going to take. I'm always going to take the sweet invite. But when it's the big game, when Ohio State's in town, um, when I mean, you, you get the point. When it's the biggest game of the year and the best atmosphere. I want to be in my seats. I want to be in my seats. I want to be out in the atmosphere. Now, when Western Carolina comes to town or Kent State comes to town, in my opinion, Parker, if you've got, or excuse me, Travis, geez, if you've got the means and you've Jeez. got the hookups, that's the time where you use the sweet tickets or the club tickets is in the lower-level football games. But the best games, I think you got to sit in your own seats and actually out in the environment. Yeah, absolutely. I had a uh, uh, one of my one of my best friends. He always had tickets uh, um, in to the BOK Center. He he did a ton of marketing, right? With he he was working for Harley Davidson at the time, and they bought every radio ad out there, uh, every TV ad out there, just everything, commercials, whatever, right? So he always got sweet tickets to the BOK Center, and it was always in the same suite. Well, it was it was cool because you know you get up and you watch the the concert from the suite, but there were a few shows where I was looking at him like, man. I, I wish I was down there, man. It's just, it's just different, you know. And I, I, and I realize there's a lot of, a lot of people that prefer them, but, but I'm there for the actual show, you know. There's, I, we were in a, we were in a suite for the uh, Canelo fight in Jerry World. Um, that was, that was awesome, simply because just the massive people. But just being, being close and being down in it, I think I would have. I, I love the yeah. suite. Don't get me wrong, but being down in it is, is my jam. There's no doubt. But yeah, yeah. if you get invited, no. you take that every time. Yeah, you do. So, North End Zone, please tell me. Please tell me. Because it's one of my favorite things at a home game. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm not really sure how OU feels about it. I've never really asked. But please tell me you've taken part at least once in throwing the football uh, <laughs> out of the stadium after the other team kicks the PAT. I have, I have never – I am in full support of it. Uh, I have never been in the position to – uh, participate. If I were in the position to participate, I, I absolutely would. Uh, I would chuck that thing up there uh, as far as I could without injuring myself would be the goal. Uh, so, yeah, because I've because I got to do all the other, you know, the kickoff, the hold the hand. I, I got to do everything else with that with that arm the rest of the game. I can't be icing the shoulder um, because I tore something on a throw. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm absolutely. I, you know what I thought you were about to ask was the wave. For some reason, because oh, I was picking yeah. on it at, at Omaha and being like, oh, "I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not a wave guy." I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear. Yeah. I wonder if uh, how the text. We'll go an easy one to the text line early. Are you pro wave or anti wave uh, when you're in a at a sporting event? I, I'm anti. And uh, yeah, yeah. What, what about you? What do you think? I mean, look, if the waves going on, and I hate to be this guy or hate to be this fan. But the waves going on against Western Carolina, you know, I'm probably going to decline in that situation. Now, it, it could de- depend on what my pregame activities were, my in-game activities were. I mean, you know, just saying. Um, but if it's a big game and everyone's yeah. like, 
jumping around and everyone's going crazy, then I'm way more likely to get involved then when it's a big-time atmosphere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's funny when you talk about big-time atmospheres. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna rat out Parker a little bit. Um, <laughs> so when we were in uh, Omaha and we were obviously covering the College World Series, uh, he had said to me, once, once OU was really looking like they were going to make some – Make some noise uh, because you know they were two and zero. You know they well, they had looked dominant. They hadn't they really had a close game yet. And he said, you know what? If and hopefully he didn't jinx it. I just thought of that. But he said, if we get to the point where OU is in a position to win the national title, he's like, I'm coming down out of the press box and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck my credentials in my shirt and I'm gonna be down there, um, you know, in in the crowd. And uh, we didn't get to see whether he was would, would make good on that, unfortunately. But but that's the thing. Parker, I think, is cut from the same cloth. He wants to be in there yeah. with the people. Uh, let's see. I will do the wave once when it's on fourth when when it's on its fourth time around at Hall of Fame Stadium. I'm over it. Okay, so they'll do it once. Got to be a big night game in the fourth quarter when the defense is working the field. Three one two area code after working over a thousand. Sporting events, I am anti-wave. Kendall is for the wave. <laughs> this one says pro-wave. What are you, a communist? Uh, anti-wave. Rod Dog says blank the wave. He's not for it at all. So we're pretty much like you see at a game, Travis. Half do it, half yeah. don't. Not shocking. Yeah, and if you're and if you're you know if you're sold out or if you got ninety thousand people in there or close to it. You need only about half to make it look like everybody's doing it because they're all packed in there tight. Anti-wave guy here. Tight. My fear is not knowing when it ended and then being the <laughs> only moron jumping up in the section. You can't. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, can't, that, can't risk that, that is a, that. Well, it, it's very I don't know if it's very. You similar. risk that with the boomer sooner, though, right? Exactly. That that's exactly the, what I was going to say. The boomer sooner it's exactly what I'm going to say. If you do the boom, well, if you're just the one guy that yells boomer, like at the game, walking down the tunnel or whatever, and that's a pretty safe spot. I mean, you're always going to get a return on that one. But there are times when trying to start the boomer really loud, and if no one responds, I, I don't know if there is a bigger hit to an ego, on, especially on a game day, when you're the guy or the gal that yells out boomer and no one gives you a sooner in response. That's, that's tough to come back from. Yeah, it's the OU fan equivalent of you know being 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 left out to dry uh, on a high five, right? Leave you hanging, right? That, I mean, that's the that's the equivalent, right? Is is nobody got you back? But I'll tell you what, I was with uh, um, old Shane Magnus at the uh, uh, College World Series or the Women's College World Series. I apologize, we go to so many of them. Sometimes I get them confused in their verbiage. Yeah, um, yeah, but but there was a guy like right, uh, probably one section over. And it's you know it's it's a great stadium, but it's not massive, right? Like one sec, you know, you're you're pretty close, and and if one guy's absolutely going insane, you can usually pick him out. Well, this guy was pretty close, and he said he he led with Boomer, you know, to everybody else saying sooner, Boomer, everybody else saying sooner, and he did it like seven or eight times, and <laughs> the whole crowd is looking at each other like, come on, man, like give us a break. This is not this is not what this is like. So I'm I'm thinking proper etiquette, in my opinion, is always boomer sooner, boomer sooner, and then you're done, 
and unless yeah. you add on the the like the like the Oscar topping on the fillet, the Texas, and then of course response was sucks. So it's it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is because that, that's that was looking at them, and of course it's as we've talked about a hundred degrees. You're sitting in you know metal seats. You're 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 sweating. You're trying to pound water as much as you can, and this one guy just will not stop shouting "boomer." So, uh, what do you think on that? Is that proper etiquette on the two and then the one? No, yeah, I, I think that we've got to establish kind of what we need to do from here on out. Um, I, I think two is very proper, and then if you want to throw in the Texas, that's cool, that's fine. But once you throw out the Texas, that's kind of the signal to everyone else. All right, this is the last one. We're done with the boomer portion of the chant. Now we are on to the one Texas. And you can only do one Texas, by the way. You can't throw everyone off and do the Texas sucks three different times, though that university and football program does deserve that. Um, Yeah, that's got to be the topper, Travis, so everyone knows that it it has uh, indeed concluded. Yeah, but where we make up for not, uh, you know, repeating it over and over is – it's always Texas sucks. I don't care who we're playing. It's not Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, Oklahoma State sucks, right? It, it, it's never that. It's wherever you are, it's Texas sucks. Like So I think we make up for it a little bit by always having that be the topper on it. Uh, let's see. Always three Boomer Sooners, then Texas sucks. Big game Bob did it right on Fox. Uh, 580, I wish OU fans would stop with the Texas sucks if we aren't playing them. Makes us look like they're rip free in our heads. What do you think about that? I, I, I think rent free is is one of the silliest terms, and no offense to this texter, but one of the silliest terms because it's never a bad time to make fun of your rival. Absolutely never. And I, I see all these Texas troll accounts in in OU commit videos or anything like that when they go to take a picture with their family and they put the horns down and they're like, oh, rent free. I'm like, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta stud recruit, and and yeah, don't worry, this isn't about you, this is just so it, it goes along with the with the horns down. I think that's a pretty, I think that the that Venn diagram is pretty clear where it's you have the one side that's you know anti horns down at every event. They're probably going to be your side that's anti adding Texas to the back of it. But those that are like, you know what, it's never a bad time to make fun of Texas and remind them how bad they are yeah. because they need reminding because they're constantly saying how good they are. So if, it, if they were a normal fan base, maybe they wouldn't have to be reminded. But they come off five and seven, and, and you know, they're chirping like, like they're about to win the national championship. So, again, if it were another fan base, we maybe wouldn't need to remind them, but they are definitely one that we need to constantly remind that they suck. Uh, great question, by the way. Gee, the text line is popping right now, 405-651-3439. Here is a really good comment question from Chase in Orange County. What are the odds that, you know, first game, you get the boomer, and, and not like the whole stadium is doing it, but someone, you know, was walking to their seat, walking around the tailgate. You get the boomer. He gets the sooner back, he or she. Boomer again, the sooner back. And then instead of Texas, what are the odds we hear a mule shoe in that spot instead? I, I could, you know, I, I could see it happening to, to a good response. Uh, I, I don't think that it's something that has uh, staying power. Um, I, I could, but I could definitely see it. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It would be interesting to 
to see if you could get, I don't know, if maybe Bob were in the crowd or or, or somebody that probably shouldn't be seen, you know, saying mule shoe sucks um, because I'm pretty sure Bob does it. You know, Bob will say Texas sucks all day. So, um, <laughs> but no, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great question. I know, you know who's to be the first one to test it? Steely. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he, he we can't get him out to a football game anymore. His <laughs> wife was at the spring game, and then he was like, ah, oh, the old man's got allergies, I can't come out. So Steely won't be making it to a football game, but I think that he might like show up at a tailgate and do that and then still watch the game from home. He'll, he'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I'll I tell you what, the uh, uh, 918, uh, um, from the 918, we got a great text. I love free rent. Texas sucks. That's a great <laughs> right, point. Yeah. Rent is going up all over the country right now. I mean, it is a, it is it is crippling. Um, you know, the middle class, the lower class, everybody, anybody who pays rent, and these landlords, man, they're just getting so rich. And you want to side on people who against people who want some free rent? I'll take that free rent all day. Yeah, no doubt. All right, hey, you guys are killing it. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Half a hundred days until kickoff in Norman. Also, it's been 1,001 days since Texas beat Kansas in football. That's right. It's been over 1,000 days since the University of Texas beat Kansas in football. And, oh, by the way, they need a last-second field goal at home the last time they beat KU. So we'll probably celebrate that as well. To keep it locked on the ref, it's the Friday Rush right here on the Home of Sooner fans. Friday Rush, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Live on the ref, we are the home of Sooner fans. Westwood Park Golf Course is where I'm hanging out today. Got some uh, people out there on the driving range, some people playing 18 holes, maybe nine holes after work. Uh, Come out here this weekend. Course is in great shape. It's a really fun course as well. I'm inside the grill, which makes some great burgers. They've got some beers on tap in here as well. Westwood Park Golf Course, big fan, and, of course, uh, right next door to the Westwood Pool if you need a little bit of a cool down this weekend. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Uh, this has become kind of your home away from home. What, what's going on at Ash, man? Yeah, I, I couldn't be more appreciative of uh, the folks here at Ash Cigar Bar. Um, really, it's it's great, comfortable spot over here at 42nd and Sheridan in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, got a great selection of uh, bourbon, allocated bourbon, all that. Great wine list, fantastic cigars, and the ventilation is really why I like it is because I, I don't have to wa- wave my hands through the air to see the text line on the screen because, you know, there's no smoke hanging around in here. Today they've got $3 uh, domestic drafts, um, and uh, they've got those actually all day. Uh, every day so the three dollar domestic drafts as costs continue to rise uh, across the country across the world on so many things a three dollar draft is uh, is big is time. fantastic stuff yeah it is big time half a hundred days until kickoff uh 405-651-3439 is the air comfort solutions text line this text says bigger rival lsu or arkansas when ou gets started in the sec that's a tough question, Travis, because there's already history with LSU. Um, Arkansas has the proximity edge there. Uh, I think that one could probably go either way. I, I would tend to lean towards LSU, though, because OU fans already hate that fan base, hate that fan base, and hate that football program. Right. I mean, the, the argument goes 
you know, you, you can make the argument for either one, right? So LSU, the argument is, you know, we've got history in national championships uh, against them, and uh, you just hate the fan base. A lot of people hate that fan base. Uh, but also, it's it, it's the proximity is terrible. Not a lot of people are going to get down there. Um, you're, I don't think... I don't think it's you share as many households as you do with Arkansas. I think that's important when it comes to a rivalry is having that kind of house-divided feel. Um, so I think they're going to pick up – I think Arkansas is going to pick up some of the juice that gets left on the table if uh, we don't continue Bedlam. And if we don't continue yeah. Bedlam, that's, go- that's going to be an easy drive for people, especially, like I said, being here in Tulsa. I mean, I'm closer to Fayetteville than I am to Norman. So that and 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 we see you know so many OU fans here. That's a that's a short drive to watch a football game, and and, and there are not going to be that many of them, right? I mean, going to I know it's regionally, you know, but we're way on you know the I guess the northwest side of the region when it comes to the SEC. It's going to be tough to go see games down in in Gainesville and uh, make it to some of the Mississippi schools and everything like that. So I think Arkansas just for that easy road game that you pick every year with your friends, uh, you can do that. And like I said, with with a lot of the Oklahoma talent going to Arkansas, I mean LSU. I, I'd have to I'd have to check with stats and info on on who the last kid from the state of Oklahoma that went to LSU. So forgive me on that. Maybe the text line can help us out with that. Um, but you've got a lot of kids that are from Oklahoma that are going to be suiting up for the Razorbacks. So yeah. I think that will definitely play into the rivalry. Well, I think it's going to be, if it is a rivalry, an extremely unique one. And it also kind of goes to the show, too. It's it's one of the reasons why it makes it fun and unique is, I mean, you and I are two hours away. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here in Norman. You're in Tulsa. So will I see Arkansas car tags driving around Norman and Oklahoma City? Yeah, but it's really not all that common. If OU and Arkansas becomes a thing, like rivalries always live on social media, so you'll see it. But I feel like Tulsa, like where you're at, is going to be kind of the real battleground of that rivalry in terms of like face-to-face interaction with the fans. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you saw it with the uh, you saw it with the basketball game uh, when we took on Arkansas at the uh, BOK Center a game that we led wire to wire and ended up blowing out Arkansas for anybody listening that uh, didn't remember that game. Uh, actually, a uh, Muslim got thrown out of the game. So that was a, that was, that was a, that was a fun game, but Arkansas took over that stadium, man. It might've been 80% yeah. Arkansas fans. So, um, did they and, win the game? Arkansas Travis definitely on the rise. By, by no, the way, did, no, did, oh, you, uh, oh, they got ran oh, out of the uh, gym. blew yeah, them out. So there were a That's lot right. of set the, the, all of the 80% fans that were there, we're very sad going home. So, um, poor, poor hog fans. So, uh, uh, <laughs> mom and sister and dad are listening right now, and uh, um, I'm sure they'll have something to say on the text line about that. But um, no, I, I think it's a natural. I think it's just a natural rivalry. It's 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 your proximity. You got your proximity check, and then I see license plates around Tulsa. Heck, my family had one that had a house divided between uh, a Razorback uh, and the interlocked uh, O and U. So it's definitely a thing. Yeah, um, I, I guess the only thing I would question is it takes a lot for OU fans to say, yes, we recognize you as a rival, right? I, I feel like Texas is the only university that, you know, the entire fan base can agree that's a rival. You know, half the fan base, if not more, is split on, 
Um, yeah, Oklahoma State's not a rivalry. Are you serious? Look at the overall record. That I mean, come on, that's not a rivalry. So I, I just don't feel like as of right now, and it could flip, but I don't feel like right now there's a whole lot of respect for Arkansas fans from the OU side. So I think it's going to take a while and take a lot for OU fans to get in like, yeah, okay, Arkansas's a rival. I, I feel like OU fans would be more willing, even though they hate them so much as they should, to recognize LSU as a rival because, you know, they've won three national championships in the past, well, I guess 15 years or so, or 20 years. Yeah, but they're the ultimate lightning in a bottle team, right? I mean, it, it, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest, is you can have great, maybe, maybe greatest team ever. I mean, obviously up there, uh, 95 Nebraska, 2000 uh, Miami, like they're, they're, 2001 Miami, obviously. Like, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of teams that are up there, but LSU, I mean, that's that was a great team. And then they, I think they have a losing record since they won that championship. Like, that's the kind of thing is there are going to be some years where LSU is just trash. But also, you have to keep in mind uh, at least what the, um, what the narrative had been for, well, let's call it the last decade. Or even in, 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 the, uh, in the Chad Morris era when they were getting beat by North Texas and Colorado State and everybody else under the sun, uh, they very much said, oh, well, you know, you would lose these games too if you had to deal with an SEC schedule. Arkansas fans might have been the loudest ones that were that were riding the coattails of Alabama's success, of LSU's success, of Georgia, Florida, anybody who's actually done anything on a national stage. I think a lot of Arkansas fans that I came across were like, oh, well, you're not going to do this. You, we would be better than you in the in the SEC if you guys came in the SEC. You'd be a four or five win team. I think I heard that more from Arkansas oh fans. So I think I there are them. going to be a lot of OU. There are a lot of OU fans. I think that are going to go over there and be like, "Oh yeah, you guys said we'd only win four games here. All right, cool. Well, we play you uh, to open the conference schedule. Let's see how it goes." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. L- let me rifle through a ton of these texts before we move on. Drew England says, "Boo, pig suey." Uh, DeAndre Clark from Douglas, that's that's a good pull, is is the last player from Oklahoma to go to LSU. Nice job there, text line. Yeah, it, kind of proving my point, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of kids from the DFW area go to both OU and Arkansas. Could help the rivalry between students and younger alumni. Yes, Travis just sold me. Arkansas is the answer. Uh, 405, once you're inside the same stadium with Razorback fans, you'll find it easy to hate them. Uh, 918, as a lifelong resident of Tulsa, I can say without hesitation that uh, Razorback fans are the worst. Tracy and Burleson, what up? We are on our way to Norman. So excited to go to the ladies' football camp tomorrow. Whooped! Um, that's going to be a big deal. I know a lot of people are going to be in Norman tomorrow for the camp. We've got listeners in Iowa coming up. Tracy is coming up from North Texas. Uh, I know we got some listeners from Kansas coming to this thing. I've got some relatives from western Oklahoma. I feel like, Travis, that they're going to get a pretty good turnout at this thing, and it might turn out to be an annual event for the ladies that is, that's pretty popular. Even uh, even Jackie wins uh, from uh, Jersey. You know she's been recruiting that Northeast sector hard for the Sooners, at least uh, through social media, and we've been we've been loving that. So, uh, but she's even coming down from I mean from quite the distance. So uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to be a, a great event for for Oklahoma going forward because what do you hear about 
this staff, uh, whether it's from Venables or Chavis or whoever, you hear the word family, right, over and over and over. And they mean it. I mean, we heard it from the previous staff, but we're seeing it from this staff. We are seeing it pay off. So, uh, you know, when when you hear, like Ethan Downs, the interview that Parker did with him yesterday, when you hear him talk about, you know, the family-type feel and when Dylan Gabriel talks about, you know, right when he walked in, you know, the bonding, like you're just so close, uh, I, I think that's going to resonate a ton uh, with a lot of the uh, ladies that are going to be at the camp. And, yeah, I, th- I think this is something that could grow to be a great thing for Oklahoma moving forward. Yeah. Uh, those Razorback fans at the BOK Center were the whiniest babies I've ever seen. Three exclamation marks. Well, you're probably going to see them in that same building uh, for a while, uh, every single December. I-, I know that OU will play Arkansas again in the middle of December at that place. So you got to have a better turnout this time around. You can't let Arkansas fans have 80 to 90% of the crowd, Travis, even though it didn't really matter much of the basketball game. That should have been counted as a true road win for OU, though, what the building looked like. Yeah, maybe that maybe that one would have uh, got us in the tournament. Who knows? Maybe it would have tipped us over the bubble. Uh, but, yeah, it was absolutely a road game. I mean, and it's – and again, it's neutral, and I hate to, you know, I hate to argue it like one might argue the Cotton Bowl of being, well, you know, it's neutral, but it's closer to this, you know, it's, it's, it's closer to Fayetteville. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was tough being in that building right until the game started, and when we just started beating the brakes off them. Uh, then it got, then it got a lot better, like quickly. Yeah. Really yeah. quickly. Uh, one more text before we hit a break. Nine one eight. Travis sealed the deal on the Arkansas rivalry when he got caught doing Woo Pig on national TV. Wow, your response. <laughs> hey, I've said over and over, I got family, uh, I got fa- a lot of family ties to Arkansas. Lived in Fayetteville, grew up rooting for the Hogs. It was my, it was my first team I ever rooted for. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I, I had fun, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all OU through and through. But I'm glad, um, I'm glad it's sticking around, you know. Yeah, yeah, one more real quick. I lied. Uh, who do you guys think will be the most hated coach in the SEC when we get there? I say Jimbo and Brian Kelly. Maybe Brian Kelly depends on how the OU-LSU kind of matchup goes. I think Jimbo Fisher is already the most hated, and I don't see that changing. Plus, I think there's a chance it's, that it's, A&M is in your pod or whatever it is, but it's Jimbo for me. It's Jimbo by a country mile. And also, you have to think, this this recruiting class, which we'll get into this, but this recruiting class that they're putting together in 2023, I don't even know if you can call it a recruiting class right now. And Jimbo <laughs> is going to have something to say on, on air, something to say in a press conference about, you know, something to make us like him even less. Because it seems like every time that guy gets a mic in front of him, he, he makes everybody like him less. So if this class ends on the trajectory that they're on right now and have been on, uh, we are going to get one heck of a presser, and we're going to like him even less. So that's, that's, that's lock that in. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm glad you guys are hanging out with us on this Friday. Uh, you guys are all over it on the Air Coverage Solutions text line. Keep the questions coming. We'll get to them coming up next segment. We're on the air until 6 p.m. tonight. So let's go. We got a lot of college football to talk about. We got a lot of recruiting to talk about. So keep it locked on the ref. It is the Friday rush. We're the homeless sooner. Friday rush, live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, 405 651 3439. As Travis Davidson just texted me, the text line is ablaze right now. So don't be the lone one. You got to be a part of it. Let's go get in on the conversation. 
I'm live at Westwood Park Golf Course where Gary from Amber Pocasset, my bitter high school basketball rival, he was here. Gary's a really nice guy, big supporter of the show. So uh, good having a little uh, high school uh, smack talk here uh, during the middle of a break. What, what's going on with you over there at Ash other than those $3 uh, drinks that they're serving up, which sounds mighty tasty? Yeah, mighty tasty. A, uh, uh, a, a liquor rep just walked through from uh, Hochatown Distilling, and he's uh, he's pouring some stuff uh, up there for some sampling. I, of course, uh, am drinking a, a frosty water uh, right now. Got to stay hydrated, man. This three hours of radio ain't, 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 for, uh, ain't for the week. So, uh, But I will be uh, probably enjoying it a little bit later. But nice, comfortable seating. Again, located right here at 42nd and Sheridan. Uh, it's nice and cool in here, so uh, get your Friday happy hour started early. If you get a half day or something like that, come on. We got uh, one guy uh, here working on his laptop, clearly has told somebody that he's still in the office, but uh, we won't out him uh, by saying his name. But, uh, but yeah, uh, come on through and see me. Come hang out. Um, half a hundred days away until kickoff, so this is kind of like the final dress rehearsal, the, the final stretch here. I'll give my four at some point. Like, give me your f- half a hundred days until kickoff, four-team playoff as you see it right now. Say that again. You broke up real quick. Sorry. Uh, give me, give me your uh, four-team playoff now that we're uh, half a hundred days out. Oh man, um, I thought you, I thought you said fourteen playoff. I was like fourteen teams. You want me to list off nah, 14, fourteen teams? I would not Tyler. do that to you. Um, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm like, I did not prep this. We, we didn't talk about this. Um, fourteen playoff this early. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and lock in two of them um, with Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, I, I think I think then you you kind of. I don't know. You, you roll the dice on some. I haven't seen what Vegas says, but Georgia, when you lose that much talent, I know they've recruited at an elite level for years now, but they lost the whole defense, basically what felt like in the first round, except for N'Kobe Dean for some reason. But anyways, yep. you lose those monsters on the defensive line. I think Alabama's going to take back the SEC. Now, that's not to say Georgia couldn't sneak in. We've definitely seen that second SEC team get in. But give me... Give me Ohio State. Give me Alabama. Give me Clemson to get back on track. Um, and then call, call me insane. But I, I think OU slips in there. Call me insane. I get it. But I think I think OU slips in there. I really do. I, just looking at the schedule. Looking at the schedule, you have to look for the losses. And I just, with, you know, Baylor, of course, Aranda's always got them cooking. Um, but with OSU, they lost Jim Knowles and a lot of that really, really old, mature, just seasoned defense, and they're relying solely on Spencer Sanders now, which is which is scary uh, if, if I'm an OSU fan. Um, but I don't know, and I, I still don't trust Texas. They're going to be – they brought in seven freshman offensive linemen to, to shore up their offensive line, which has been garbage, and six of them – got there in the summer they weren't even early enrollees they got there after memorial day so and they plan on starting yep. a couple of them maybe one for sure but maybe two so yeah uh g- give me those four yeah okay so first off whether ou makes it or not you're not crazy for picking ou in the 14 playoff they've made it multiple times they're going to be a preseason top 10 team i know that they're not picked to win the conference but i think that there's a great chance that they are a betting favorite in every single game it should not be looked at as homerish or crazy 
to pick OU in the college football playoff this year. With that being said, for the most part, I agree with you. Alabama, to me, is going to be the best team in college football this year. That defense they have, um, I think it will be the best in college football this year. The offense that they have is going to be elite, probably only behind Ohio State. Bama's the best team in college football, in my opinion. Ohio State, I'll put them at number two. They're still the king of the north. Um, I think the winner of the Clemson-Notre Dame game is going to decide who the third playoff spot goes to. I'll take Notre Dame in that matchup. I think Notre Dame loses okay. in week one at Ohio State, but they run the rest of the table as a one-loss team and they make the playoff. And I'm with you, dude. Give me OU as the four team. I don't think a team is coming out west. I think Utah is going to lose to Florida in week one. I think Oregon is going to lose in week one, and USC is not going to be a factor at all. I think the West Coast is out of it. That really leaves to me. OU, Clemson, and Georgia. I think Clemson takes that head-to-head loss against Notre Dame, which is going to be tough, and I don't think that they win the ACC either. I think Notre Dame wins. And I think Georgia, man, I've said it multiple times this offseason, championship hangover is a real thing. Now, I think Kirby Smart Mm -hmm. has built a program, not just a team, and I do think Kirby Smart will win another national championship in Athens, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think that Stetson Bennett is good enough to carry that football team Georgia does not make the playoff this year. I got some guy shaking his head. You a Georgia fan? You're a Texas fan? Oh, no. They might kick him out of here. Oh, what? They might kick him out of here. There's a Texas fan in here. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. He does not have an Arch Manning jersey on yet, which is surprising. I thought he might. But, no, I uh, I think Georgia's going to suffer a championship hangover this year. They'll still be really good, but I think they'll be a a two-loss team that doesn't win the SEC and they're out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really – you bring up a, a great point with Georgia and the championship hangover. Uh, you know, I like to look at, you know, returning. What talent do you have returning? Um, obviously, uh, we talk about the blue chip ratio, as, as we should. It is it is something that Bud Elliott puts out. It's 247, and it, it matters. When you look at, you know, the history of who wins the national championship, you have to have a – a, a, a blue chip ratio above 50%. For those people that don't know what a blue chip ratio is, it is the amount of your roster that are four and five star recruits. Uh, so, what's funny is, you know, OU gets uh, OU gets kind of clowned on. Oh, you lost so much talent. You lost Caleb Williams. You lost Mario Williams. You lost Latrell McCutcheon. What are you gonna do? Well, uh, we according to blue chip ratio, we have the fourth most talented roster in college football. So uh, Rhett Venables walked into about the best situation that a new coach can walk into. Um, and I think we're, we're starting yeah. to see that more with with that. And, and he's he walked – this is not Bob Stoops walking into, you know, kind of a dumpster fire. Um, and, and he even explained on, on his segment, I think, uh, what, about a month ago, when he said the football department was – or the football program was losing money. Uh, when he was yep. uh, when he first got there, and and by the time and and that's incredibly hard to fathom for anybody that's been paying attention for the last couple decades that the football program was losing money. Brett Venables isn't walking into that. He's walking into a team with seventy one percent blue chip ratio. That's I mean you used to not even see very many people above seventy. That's where Bama kind of used to hang. You'd see Ohio State in there eventually. I mean, Alabama's at a ridiculous 89%. That's the highest I've ever seen. That's just absurd. Uh, they must have kicked all their punters and kickers off the team or something like that um, or have a five-star wide receiver snapping uh, for the long snapper. But, um, 
yeah, it's there's 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 a lot of talent, but that's really what it comes down to is the teams that can win the national title are these 15 teams that are above 50% blue chip ratio. You just have the horses. You're great. Uh, Beth says, coming in from Frisco, Texas, with my helmet and shoulder pads, ready for camp with Coach V tomorrow. This text, uh, text line may be ablaze, but so is Western Kansas. Thank you for helping me make my day enjoyable. You are very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the ref on this Friday and every other day as well. So let's have some fun. We're on the air until 6 p.m. It is the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, more to come next. Friday Rush live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby hanging out with us as well. Hey, man, before we hit the top of the hour, Big 12 Media Day on Wednesday and Thursday, do you have any big takeaway, whether it was from Texas, Oklahoma, or anybody else? Uh. Not, not a big takeaway necessarily. Uh, it's it's funny because the more I listen to these interviews and then the more I see kind of on the uh, on the field what it looks like when we get to actual season, man, it's just Sark wins every press conference and he goes five and seven. Meanwhile, yep. you know, Gundy's always good for a for a weird quote or two, but they've been one of the winningest teams in the Big Twelve in the last decade. So it's just it's funny to me. I did see a quote where Brennan Presley said that uh, for five days in a row he ate candy and popcorn uh, for dinner. Uh, nice. That's a. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if the uh, nutrition would be happy Glass. about that. Yeah, I'm sure Rob Glass strength <laughs> coach up there jacked about that. Exactly. All right. <laughs> what is the true ceiling for this OU football team in 2022? We're going to talk about it coming up next, but we want your take as well on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. More coming up next on The Ref.